Hello and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. We're coming to you after the... Who, who did we play, Dave? Salzburg. Red Bull There's so many, Dave, it's hard to keep up with. Like, Aye, yes, Red Bull Salzburg. Um, with that big, massive fucking lad. Plays up front. Um, 2-0. Really good game. And it's Champions League knockout status. So, to discuss it, I've got, as you probably heard there, I've got Dave Carr and Brazil. Dave, back from, back from undetectability. That's not undetectability, it's just fucking no internet and third world problems. But here I am, I'm back. My apologies to anybody who missed two podcasts. My apologies to the guys who did the podcast. Can't be helped. That's fine, Dave. We're just glad to have you back alive and well. Oh, um, that's lovely, Dave. It's nice somebody's thinking of me this time of year and all. That's no problem. <laughs> Chief and I were getting very worried, weren't we, Chief? <laughs> Pull our hair out. I know. <laughs> so, Neil Patterson out in Berlin, how are you doing? Hi, dead on, dead on. Happy to be on. Good to see the Reds progressing into the, the knockout stages of the Champions League. And, yeah, hopefully we can uh, defend the, the trophy and, and pick it up in what, in May, I guess it'll be. So, yeah, good win and looking forward to getting into it. What about yourself? How are you? Yes, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Um, I'm just contemplating the draw. I'm contemplating Watford. I'm contemplating the Reds being the best team in the world. I had a discussion with somebody a few weeks. I said that Liverpool is just the best team in the world right now. They're the best club side in the world. And there's not much, there's not much else to say about that. And they told me not to be so ridiculous. And... Uh, clearly still, don't watch football then Dave well uh, this is what I thought this is what I thought because this team is literally the best team in the world right now it, it is um, you know there might be a discussion point to come on to as to where this team sits beside the likes of you know Saki's Saki's Milan and and Kreuz Barcelona etc etc but that's hopefully hopefully for another day but anyway Chief um Let's see, Salzburg, we go pretty strong. We go what you would think. We would go, Kaida was the, the wild card, I suppose. Probably we thought Oxlade-Chamberlain was edging it, but Kaida gets the nod. Um, and they have a real go early on. Um, they've got some really technically really good players. Um, they're, they're energetic. They're in intensity is really really good um they press high um they want they want to play direct through the middle of you and and you know they caused us a few problems certainly the first 10 or 15 minutes oh absolutely absolutely i mean uh, there's been a lot of talk about the game obviously because it was well not must win but it was must draw or must not lose um for us having felt a little bit like we we kind of blew a chance to to get qualification wrapped up against Napoli in the previous game. Um, so obviously in, in any game that you feel that you need a result in, you sort of, it becomes, um, it, it takes on that extra edge of significance and you think a little bit more about the opponents and so on. And of course, Salzburg was, um, or are, a, a potential banana skin to any top side. I mean, if you look at their, their home record, I, I think, before last night, they'd lost once in 71 home games. So that'd be now twice in 72, if that stat was right. Um, they'd beaten Lazio there. 
in the uh, Europa League. They'd beaten a, a couple of other uh, notable European clubs there in their run to the Europa League semi-finals uh, a couple of seasons ago. And, you know, it was their first time in the Champions League and they had a, a chance not only to progress to the knockout stages in their first ever Champions League season, but also to, to knock out the defending champions. So, obviously, they were going to be as up for it as possible and, and they certainly didn't disappoint. The atmosphere was great and in in the early stages, um, they looked really on their game. Their touch was good. Their movement was good. The link-up was great. They were quick. They were pressing us. We were a little rattled potentially in the first 10 minutes or we took a little time to kind of... Um, grow into the game shall we say but as you know with this this side that's what we do and that's what they do and and they did and you know Virgil van Dijk was very important in, in the early stages uh, he upset Haaland a little bit he uh, put him off his stride he made a couple of really um, important challenges which although unspectacular um, it's, I think it's because Virgil never really does anything that spectacular he always looks sort of at ease but they're the kind of the kind of defensive actions that uh, you associate with Van Dijk, but not that. Yeah, very few other defenders can make them with, with make them look so easy and 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 um, and be successful so often. So we owed a lot to him in the beginning, or at the beginning. But then we we grew into the game, and um, I think the the game was won in in, in a perfect kind of a way. We. We worked them out. We got to a point, and then we hit them twice, bang bang. Uh, I think two goals in two minutes, and yeah, then we played out for time and uh, controlled it completely. I think the second half was a consummate, consummate performance. The first half was a lot more harem scarum, uh, more even, more open, and we had much less control of the game. But the second half was was an absolute masterclass, and. Um, We've beaten a very good side there, and it'd be very interesting to see how they how they fare in the Europa League. I would tip them to, to go quite far again. You do remind me a bit of us a few years ago, where they looked like this type of team that could. I'm I'm sure they beat teams in in 15 minutes in the league all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they just go like we did then, just bang bang or bang bang bang, and, and the game's over. You know, absolutely. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're. Uh, we yeah, we talked about their stats before. I think they've actually drawn two of their last. Three or four league games, which is a which is a real turn up for them. And probably three man. each or something. Yeah, absolutely. And as as a betting man, I often you know you always have an eye out for a for a sure thing. And Salzburg always are, but it's gotten to the point where it's ridiculous. If they're playing at home, you're looking at odds of like one to twenty and stuff, and it's 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 absolutely for for, for a league game. They've been pushed quite close the last couple of seasons by Lask there in 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 Austria and. Um, um, so it, it's about time because they've really had it all their own way for a number of years. And the, the Red Bull uh, franchise, if you will, or, or the Red Bull group, annoying as it is, though, with, with all their money and, and maybe, you know, not not for the purists, they certainly certainly know how to build build teams and build squads. And, and you know, with, um, with Salzburg and with Leipzig, they've got two really, really and the, competitive And they, they do it from, from a lot of African nations represented with them. They go to the far reaches of the planet, basically. They're not going to the traditional places to pick these kids up. No, I yeah, think... I mean, and it can be seen with, with two of our lads last night who came through the Red Bull programme, Mane and, uh, and Kaida. And, and 
two of the men of the match. I mean, I think Kaida probably was, probably edges and gets my man of the match. But, you know, there were a few contenders, but Mane was again brilliant last night and the pair of them were, um, the pair of them were excellent. Yeah, the, the pair of them were excellent. Um, Kaida again, Dave, he's, he showed up there. He's, you know, so uh, controlled in his performance. Um, his passing's good. Um, he gets the goal. He, he 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 should have an assist for the one Salah drags wide. Um, and he's he's everywhere. Like he's absolutely everywhere. It's not necessarily anything spectacular. It was a little bit. Uh, a little bit understated, but you can you can see how he's influencing games. He moves the ball so so quickly, and he's a lovely little change of pace. And you know, this hopefully now is the start of a run of fitness for the lad because we've seen flashes like this before with this player. No, no, Dave, you're right, and and fitness is I think the key word, and maybe it's the reason we've seen so little of him that. You know those those pre injuries you spoke about before that kept him out of the team. Maybe that's been a learning curve for us and, and our medical staff with him. And I think the difference this time is they've waited until they believe that he's absolutely right to set him out, so as not to set him back again. And it shows. Um, you know he scored. He scored the weekend. He scored last night. Uh, his contribution is coming on, you know, it's coming on great. It's certainly not still the dynamic that we saw in the Bundesliga. Maybe that's, that, that side of him's gone. But certainly, you know, I've seen a lot on, on, on social media um, about him, you know, and, and the fact that he's been given a lot of patience by us and so on. And, and he's been fortuitous in, in as much as that, you know, Fabinho came out, Alisson came. There's a lot of big names came in after he signed that, that sort of kept our attention and kept our attention away from whinging about him. And we did all right without him. But I think now that we're seeing what we're seeing is something where, you, you know, if I was maybe Jordan Henderson, I'd be a, a little bit worried about, about my starting berth because, you know, if, if he continues in this vein, Dave, which I very much hope that he does as, a, as an upward spiral, you know, you're looking at your best midfield then if, if he were to continue. And, and the fact that, he, you know, there was times last night where I sort of looked down and went, you know, Firmino's not playing particularly well here. But Naby Keita's filling that gap. He's filling that void of, of, of that link-up play. And the two games that we saw this week from him, the, 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 the link-up play with Mo Salah has been second to none. There seems to be an understanding there. Um, and, you know, look, I, I just hope that what I'm saying is correct, that, that, that our medical staff here are meticulous. You know, we saw it with Lovren being trailed off a couple of times. You know, they're meticulous. They don't take any chances. And I think maybe they've, they've learned from, from trying to maybe push him back and the international problems that he had, you know, playing there. And they've just said, no, we're going to wait until this kid's just right. And, and it's worth reminding ourselves as well, he played basically 90 minutes twice. So that's not a player playing himself in. There's a player that's fully fit, Dave. You're right. It's, it's, it's basically, you know, 290 minutes, basically 180 minutes in about four days there, um, or five days or whatever it was. And... I can't see him starting chief on, on on Saturday, based on that and that alone. But you have other options there as well. Oxley Chamberlain doesn't Oxley Chamberlain doesn't kick a ball there on Tuesday night. We know we know what we know what our midfield three is essentially. We know what our midfield three is. Dave's talking potentially Henderson being 
being ousted in that position. I think based on Jordan Henderson's performances in the last two matches, I think he's nearly the first name of the team sheet at the minute. Um, myself, I'm personally. more saying, Dave, that, that, that you know what our, our ideal of what our our midfield three looks like. He just brings us something different. It, no, I absolutely do. There's no doubt about it. Well, that's the, the, the joy with all of our, our players. It's not like for like replacement. There's 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 real you know variety in there. But I don't know, Chief. Do do you see him maybe taking the edge off off Genie on the other side the way? The way essentially you'd nearly be pitting those two against each other and pitting Henderson and Chamberlain against each other on the other side. Yeah, but maybe, maybe. Uh, it's interesting because obviously Jordan Henderson's uh, form recently has been been excellent, and I think very much since the you know f- um, faded uh, change of position and the talk that he had with Klopp last year, I think that's uh, <clears throat> you know. His performances have really stepped up, and it's more noticeable playing in that more advanced position that he's involved with more goals, more assists, uh, more more of the things that we're doing well. So you know, it, it kind of stands to reason. But he's not. I mean, he's you struggle. You struggle to, to play Jordan Henderson three games in a week. I mean, there's no getting away from that. And um, I think Naby Naby. I mean, Genie Genie has been a been pretty much an ever present for the last couple of seasons and he's, he's a machine but again you, you'd have to imagine at some point that's going to take its toll on him as well obviously like Genie's not a Genie's a kick in the arse off 30 he's, he's he's still got he's still got time to go like there's no um, there's no I don't think his legs are going to fall off or anything but when you play such intensity in so many games so regularly, you know, there's going to come a time where your legs feel it, and you can see that in Genie. At various points, we've seen it in his Liverpool career to date. There have been last season. I remember there were a few games where um, where he just dropped off a little bit, and where it was where it was a subject of conversation. But you basically said, "Yeah, well, it's because he's he's played more minutes than anyone else, pretty much for us." So I mean, you you need what I'm for, I suppose long winded way of saying is you need. You need options in the midfield. We put so much of a burden on our midfield three or on our midfield players, depending on the system that we're using. Um, that you need, you need uh, replacements. You need substitutes. You and as you rightly said earlier, they all bring something a little bit different. They can all do similar jobs, but they all do in a slightly different way, and they all bring a certain, yeah, certain unique. Um, certain unique qualities um, when 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 they're picked over over others. So Dakota is going to get a lot of game time. There's no doubt, and sometimes it will be in place of Henderson. I'm sure. Maybe the odd time it might be in place of Genie. You might even see the three of them playing the same midfield if if I don't know Fabinho's injured or or um, suspended. Uh, it's very very it's very very flexible, and it's. It's a, it's a good situation to be in because you're confident about all of them. Uh, you, you don't feel that there's a drop-off when any of them really play. There are certain combinations that you prefer. I mean, you're talking about Dave, Karen, you're talking about our, our preferred midfield, what we would pick as, uh, what fans might pick as their first choice midfield. But, you know, that again, that varies. Um, there are certain combinations that, that some fans don't like that much, but then there's enough evidence to say that that combination works works relatively well or, or works absolutely fine so 
it's good to have the options there. It's good to have Naby Keita looking fully fit. Um, if it would be amazing if we could just keep him fit from now until the end of the season, so he was available from now until the end of the season. It, it's awesome. It's 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 uh, you know you don't want to say it, but it, it is essentially like having a new player because he's, his his career has been so stunted to date. I don't think he's managed maybe more than six or seven games uh, for us, and that was on his on his best run. So if we could have him available for the next twenty, you know, the next twenty five, it would make such a difference. Um, he's got everything. But Neil, that that's where him playing the, t- the basically the two games, basically ninety minutes in both games. For me, that was a that that's what I took away from that more than anything else. Because uh, uh, you know, normally when we see players being introduced like, like like Ox, now obviously he came off a very serious injury. But you know, we were very careful about bringing them in and drip feeding them in. This was this was full on in. So he must be right. He must be right, absolutely. And the other thing is, club. Clearly trust him. Club clearly trusts him, uh, you know, with no questions. He just uh, puts him right in, plays him the full ninety. As, but he's, as every United time he comes on, he's goals and assists. That's what well, he that's is. His goals and assists. He's goals and assists, but he's more than that. As you rightly said, he was dropping in for for Mino. He was doing a lot. He, he does a lot of pressing. Does a lot of leg work. He's um, very switched on positionally. Um, he's always looking for a link-up. His link-up play with Salah, you mentioned, was excellent last night, but also excellent in the game before. He links really well with Mane as well. He seems to be that kind of player, actually, that, that can make partnerships and strike up partnerships with, with, with most, other play- most other players around him. And he, he seems to enhance their games as well. Does um, he detract from what, from what Firmino does for you? Because Bobby's been... Off, off color in the last last week, basically, and that's because Naby Keita's been there. Are they occupying the same space, or it's not something I've noticed? Or so it just jumped into my head. Is that, is that maybe a factor in this? I suppose it could be potentially, but I would I would doubt it. I mean, I think Bobby's just been a little bit off. I think longer than than the last than the last week, to be honest. Um, yeah, I I go along with that, Chief. It, it is last a- week, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this Bobby's form is now getting to the point where there's a little bit of concern there. Um, Slight concern, yeah. You, you sort of think what he, what what to do next? Do you try and play him into form, or do you do you try and rest him and and get he, him back? He does. He, he does he a does lot have, of miles. But the thing is, he has spells like this, and he has games like he has games like that game, uh, the game against Salzburg, where. No matter what he does, it's just bouncing off him. No, none of his little reverse passes are working. None of his link-up plays coming off. He's giving the ball away an inordinate amount of times. And his key, the key element is game. It, it falls apart. You know that link-up play, being able to see the pass that nobody else sees, being able to hold it and move into space and open up the pitch. You know. Um, knit together the counter-attacks and it it just none of it seems to work all at once it's not that he's just not involved I think he needs a rest Dave I think he needs you know if you take it the guy hasn't stopped from 2017 Copa America 2017 World Cup 2018 Copa America this year Copa America next year take in then all the fucking international friendlies and crappy games that Brazil have to play all around the fucking world 
you know, like likes of Van Dyke, what's the furthest he's flying? Three, four hours. Fucking Bobby's flying all fucking around the place. Um, and, and it's been constant for three years now. And I just, I, I think Bobby's reaching a point where he needs a break. Yeah, I could go along with that. It, it looks like it. It looks like it. And it seems, it, you know, in general experience of watching football and, you know, being involved with it for a long time, you you can always tell when, it's usually it's usually when things are bouncing off a player and the normal things that he's doing aren't coming up. That's usually when you can tell that okay, he needs he needs a rest. He needs to get back to to a hundred percent. But yeah, I mean, again, as you said, Naby Naby kind of filled a little bit of that void against Salzburg. I mean, I'd, would you would you play him in the Bobby role? Hmm, that's interesting. That's interesting. He likes to have the the pitch in front of him. Mostly, he likes to be coming on to it and and have a picture and be able to see. Whereas Bobby does most of his best work actually half the time is back to goal, um, and and obviously drops deep but starts high. I, I don't know. It, it, you know, ostensibly I've never seen him play that high. Uh, he's, I've only ever seen him as furthest forward I've ever seen him as the ten. I've never actually seen him play in, in the front line. But potentially, um, but well, it's a nine and a half role he'd be filling me. <laughs> See, to be honest with you, there's been there's been a number of experiments with people trying to do the Bobby role. We've seen Jamie try to do it in the new camp. We saw Oxley at Chamberlain try to do it the other week. We've seen Salah playing through the middle in a three, trying to do it. We've it, seen it Mane trying to do it. It doesn't. It's just it, the link-up play that Neil talked about. You know, the link-up play between him, Manny, and Salah is excellent, and that's I just what jumped that. into my head this week. You know, could, could this be a viable option? Not for a big game, obviously. You know, but for for, for your your mediocre league games, is it, is it a possibility a, to give Bobby a rest? You know, no, I think the vi- I think the viable option is to play Origi as uh, a, a, that different sort of striker. Uh, you know, a, a guy who's going to run the channels, hold the ball, use his strength, want to play on the shoulder and get in behind. I think that's what you do. I think you play, yeah, you play a Rigi as a number nine. You know, I think, yeah, there's no point trying to, sh- I think we've got past the point where we should be trying to shoehorn people into doing what Firmino does when you have a perfectly other viable option there. Or your your third viable option is to go four two three one. And play with Salah through the middle, and then maybe, maybe you put Naby in that that Firmino role, but in the four-two-three-one. I could see that happening. Yeah, it would be interesting. Also, of course, Klopp's um, used a diamond at times, and and used a, a, a very loose four-four-two at times, or flexible four-four-two, uh, which which often kind of ends up in a in a diamond type format. And what might be what what would be quite um, certainly for uh, Certainly for FIFA purposes or whatever, what would be quite um, mouthwatering would be the idea of Naby Keita playing in the ten behind Mane and Salah. <laughs> that would be that could be interesting. Um, but yeah, we've got so many options, and there are different systems now, and and we're we're actually well practiced in playing them. And um, you know, it's it's more options. It's it's another source of goals. It's goals from the midfield, and it's two and two as you rightly say, and, you know, it's a real top, top player. I mean, it's a £60 million player from three seasons ago or two and a half seasons ago we signed him. So that's worth what in today's change, like 100, 100 million maybe now, if you adjust it for inflation. 
So, I mean, he's a real top player that we're finally just, hopefully, going to start to see the, the very best of. Old mate Daisy Lovren actually had, like, about six games that that he played pretty, pretty well in, you know? Um, Listen in disguise, Dave. Without those kind of numbers, it couldn't have happened at a better time. Well, <laughs> this is it. But, again, It was Lovren, in the post, like, wasn't it? It was in the post. It was in the post, you know? Uh, it's... It's, the only shock is it's not a virus of some description, or he well, hasn't he, up well, a fucking quad bike. Yeah, well, you know, he hasn't started more than six matches. He, he actually gets to start seven matches. However, he doesn't finish the last two. So I don't know whether that counts or not. You probably, you know, I, I, I don't, re- I don't, I don't, I don't. I feel like he's getting it in the technicality, and that's not on in my book. But anyway, what we've got now, Dave, is we're we're down to. We're down to two centre halves. Essentially, Madup is Madup is one of those Madup's one of those injuries that he's he's out for like a month and then he's not seen again till fucking. Well, May. that's that's the interesting one because we could do with having Matip or at least a, a schedule on when Matip's coming back. <laughs> yeah, there's been nothing, nothing on that. This I, happens. I, this happens, doesn't it? This happens all the time. We do this all the time. We never know how long a player is supposed to be out for. And if we are told, then it's normally wrong. Yeah. But listen, you have Joe Gomez there, who, to, in my for, for my money, would have been starting in front of Dejan. But Klopp has his own opinion. That's fine. No problem. Dejan's been fine. He looked up. Uh, Dejan's been right. good, Dave. He has. But against that pace last night, Minamino and whatnot, like he, he, he was at the very edge where I think, you know, the yeah, likes you of don't Joe. Want, for me, you anyway, don't want you them don't at want. that edge. Yeah, yeah that, that's fair. That's fair. But you... now we've got Joe Gomez with that recovery pace, and and the game sort of changed when he came on. There was very little went through Joe Gomez. That it, it, we're we're blessed that we we have him as the option. And yes, we're threadbare again. It looks like we're threat, but surely Matty must be closeish. He must be closeish because we haven't heard a word about him in a month. So he must be closeish. Um, you know, Lovren, how long is he going to be out? Is it, you know, he walked off the pitch again. You know what I mean? Um, is it a strain? Is it a couple of weeks sort of thing? I, I'd be perfectly comfortable. We saw it last season with, with Gomez beside Van Dyke. We know there's a partnership there. It was a partnership that excited us until he broke his leg. And the kid really, you know, has been down to the, to, 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 to the rise of Joel Matip on merit that's kept him out. But this is his chance. You know, and I know we're threadbare and we know we're down to our last two, but I see this as the chance because we all, and I know you and I agreed on it, Dave, we expected to see, you know, uh, Joe start the season simply because he's the future. But again, you know, as what happened to Joe this time last year, Joe Gomez got the broken leg about this time last year. Matip came in and we never looked back. So we know there's a player in Gomez. We know there's a relationship with Van Dyke. It's not a great worry the only concern that I have is the number of games coming up and just the fact that we are that threadbare. And we need, we do need to see Matip, even if he's working his way back at some point. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're quite lucky in a sense that, um, that it, as you said, that it happens to be Joe Gomez because of what happened previously. Gomez wasn't the one, because um, Gomez, you know, you say you're down to your last two centre-halves and then you've got the centre-half pairing that's, conceded no goal. Not half bad, eh? Yeah, <laughs> it's the first a good eight luxury. games last season or something. So, I mean, it's pretty good. It's not like you're down to 
your actual, you know, your your last centre back in terms of the one you you, you don't really want playing. Um, so yeah, it's really exciting. I think you're absolutely right in, in 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 terms of Gomez can come back in and really reestablish himself as a starter, and a starting at centre back and not dicking about it right back. You know, it's a great carrot for him as well, Neil. It's a huge carrot, huge because Matt, Matt. Let's be honest. Matip came in and did that off the back of what Gomez had done at the start of last season. So Matip's come in and made the place his own because he, he knew he had to, because he knew he was he was gone, basically, unless he showed his worth. Because Gomez had come in and, and been imperious. And had he not got injured, he would have carried on playing. So then Matip comes in, does the same, he gets injured. Degsy comes in, but you always know, as we joked about, but it's serious, he can't do more than six games. So Joe Gomez must have been set. He must have been going right. I'm getting in here at some point. So and 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 I think you're right. I think when he came on, he, he was he was excellent. I think we were very calm, very assured. And as long as the pair of them stay fit, uh, then we'll be grand. I think you you must be right about Matip. I mean, he was only supposed to be out for a couple of weeks, and he's already been out for four or five. And you'd hope that he'd certainly be ready for. The new year at the, the very the very latest, um, but I think we're a little bit lucky in terms of the fixtures. I know it's 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 a busy time of the year in inverted commas, but we're away to this uh, the Club World Cup, aren't we? And there's only one game out there. I would imagine that will need that you would desperately you'll need, need your full squad. Like I'm, oh, I'm not even. Squad, I'm not only- even. But uh, if you take the Villa game, for example, in, in the in the League Cup, you're probably going to have Vandenberg starting there, aren't you? Um, and you could have, I don't know, is is Kiana Hoover back or is he still away? He is, yeah. And well, so you, you put it like this: it has to be because Degsy. Well, Degsy was um, going to 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 Qatar anyway, so it had to be the two young lads. Yeah. So those two, those two will probably play there. You're looking also in 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 Qatar. You've only got two games, one of which is against a team of minnows, essentially, from what I can gather, anyway. And the other is against a, likely to be against a, a team of, um, yeah, good quality. But I can't say I know much about Flamenco, but I I did hear the other. They'll day want to kick a shit out of us, Neil. That's basically all you need to know. But don't they have like a roster of, or a squad of fairly? Fairly well known, maybe once upon a time, wars in, in oh, Europe. Felipe Luiz is their is their left back. You have Gabi Gol, who's too good for Brazil, not good enough for Europe. You have a kid there, Bruno Enrique, who looks to be the business, but would need to see him in Europe before. Uh, to be honest with you, he's the one that I'm really interested in seeing, uh, and you know how effective he can be or how non-effective he is, because to me, he could be one of the big things coming out of Brazil, but just as easy flop on the big stage like like many of them do but you know look there's there's experience in there and and that's what i mean they'll just want to kick the shit out of us because they can't compete with us on a level it'll be a complete baptism of fire for them and when when you don't the, the first rule of living in south america is you don't disgrace anybody you know you have to walk away with some from someone in a situation saving face it's the biggest key to it's, it's a key to living here and the minute they, like, our front three will turn to fucking shreds. So it'll be a kicking match. Well, yeah, well, hopefully uh, we don't pick up any injuries there. But, I mean, what I'm really getting at in, in terms of the injuries to the centre-backs is that we only have two league games between now and 
the twenty eighth of December, isn't it? We've got um, we've got Watford away or Watford at home, sorry, this week, which you know they are bottom of the table, so you you'd be hoping and expecting that to be three points and fairly comfortable, fairly routine. And then we've got, of course, the the big one, Leicester away on on Boxing Day. Um, but as long as Gomez and Van Dijk are are fighting fit for Boxing Day, I'd actually prefer that partnership playing anyway. As as Dave mentioned, Joe Gomez's recovery pace, but not just that, his, his confidence playing at centre back is all around command of the position. I'd much rather have um, Gomez up against Vardy than 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 Lovren up against Vardy. Um, I just don't think Leicester is the type of. I mean, of course. He's played in big games before and he's done very well against even better opposition. But I just love up against genuine, genuine pace always frightens me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, as you rightly said, Gomez now knows is absolutely unequivocal in, his, in how convinced he is that if he goes in there and he plays well, that he can keep that shirt and he can keep that shirt for the rest of the season. Because he's... Watched him do it himself before. He's seen Matip do it, and he's seen Lovren come in and, and play six, seven, six games in a row. Let's hope that he can find the same form. I'm sure that he will. He's obviously, you know, a quality, quality centre half. Um, because we've seen it, and we've seen it with our own eyes. Other end of pitch, just a bizarre performance from Mo Salah, wasn't it? Absolutely bizarre. You know that miss in the first half where he does that finish that he always, well, doesn't always do, but he often does that he never scores from. And he rarely hits the target from where he kind of tries to show the keeper the far corner and then reverse it into the near post. And he just scuffs it about four yards wide. It's absolutely... Free kick was worse, Dave. The fucking free kick was <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> the free kick. Back at the point of impact, it was... <sighs> oh. Take a free kick. It was still rising whenever somebody caught it in the ground, the stand behind it or it hit the net behind the goal. Absolutely dreadful. Um, the point, the point, it became it became funny. It actually be, I actually started laughing at myself every time I missed a chance because it did become funny. The one where he didn't take it around Manny, the keeper. Manny missed his share as well, David, to be he fair. Did. But the thing with Salah is, and this is why he scores so many goals, he doesn't, he never ever hides from from those, he never hides from those misses. It's like he's—it's almost like he's shameless. He's shameless in how. Did you awful. not see Mickey Owen last night, or have you been watching Mickey Owen last night? No, after why? the game, that's exactly no. what he was making out. It's about Salah's a type of player, a type of striker. When you're a striker, you can't let the the five clear chances that you've missed get in the way because you're a predator, and it's the one chance you're waiting on. No, I, I don't. I don't subscribe to much that Mickey Owen says, but I, I sort of went, well, fair enough. That's, well, that, that's absolutely right. You have to have no shame because if, if, you, 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 nobody remembers your misses. If, if if you put the ball in the net and you win the game, nobody gives a fuck if you miss ten before that. There are players. There are players who will hide from that and who who will shrink away from putting themselves in the positions to miss chances. But Salah doesn't. Salah will continue Maybe. to put himself in those positions time and time again. And That's what top strikers do, though, isn't it? It's absolutely. Yeah. It's, he's a go- he is a goal. He is an absolute goal scorer. He is a goal scorer. And I think we had this. Yeah, would you be more worried if he wasn't finding the positions to miss? That's well, absolutely. Aspect, you know, absolutely. And we we've seen games, you know, three, four, five games ago where he's not in it. He's not in it. 
You know, he's not involved. He's getting the ball. He's he's not beating his man. And, you know, he may not have a chance. And if he gets one chance, it's kind of, it's not a half chance or it's a, a half chance he makes himself. And what we saw there is a player who could have scored four or five goals and on another day would have scored four or five goals. And I, we had this conversation before, Dave, about, you know, how, how good a finisher he is or how natural a finisher he is. And he's, he's not, He's not the best finisher in the world. He's, he really isn't. Um, but he has a knack. His movement is absolutely brilliant. He pops up at that back post. His, his, his pace gets him loads of chances. And he has absolutely no problem in continuing to go and miss chances because he knows he'll score goals. And he is driven by scoring goals. He's absolutely driven by scoring goals. And I think, now, I know people might say he had a bad game. I thought he had a great game. I thought he had a brilliant game. Misses aside. It's quite funny, though. It, it just it depends how you, how you evaluate or, or analyse a, a striker's performance. I mean, if, if you're just looking at the, the chances and the misses, you would say, well, he didn't have such a great game, but... You're absolutely right. He, he was class because he's so involved. He occupies them. Well, it's just him being on the pitch does that. But his movement was great, and you could tell As he was. Chief, you could tell he was fully fit last night. Which that's was, it, though. Yeah, that's it. It's just and a striker like that he needs. That he's you know, probably, he's probably gonna score. He's sorry to talk about that. He's probably gonna. He is probably gonna score if he's playing in a game. If he's got ninety minutes and Mo Salah's fully fit, you're you're always wise to to stick some money on him scoring any time because. Well, but we've he, seen it with Klopp as well, Neil. That you know he's had a really rotten game, but Klopp will leave him there for the ninety because he knows it only takes one second for that boy to do something special. Well, that's it. He only generally tends to bring him off if he's if he's not a hundred percent, or if he wants to, if he really wants to rest him for the last twenty. But generally, he tends to leave him on and. And I never liked the idea of taking Salah off because for, for that exact reason as well, because you've got that pace, you've got that pace and that thread in behind, and you you're always going to. And he sees things others can't. You know, he sees things that other players just don't. The, the yeah. intelligence of him is incredible. Oh, he's he's elite level. I mean, that's why it was so nice to see him and Kaida link so well, because uh, it just shows Kaida's on that level mentally as well, and. You know, when you've got a few players like that, because Manny is, of course, and Bobby is, of course, you start to have more players in your team that are on that level than aren't. Then you, then you're looking talking about a really special team. And you can <laughs> the thing about Salah, the thing, and the, the thing about Salah is he's he's two players. He's he's become two players. He is he is that flying winger with pace who will knock the ball by and absolutely skinny. He'll turn you inside out at the edge of the box. But he's also now a penalty box striker. He takes up so many positions in between the goal. But um, do you think that's something new, Dave? Because I don't think that's I don't think that's anything new. I think he he, he always was that. No, I think I, it's just been well, you know he he play, he got the majority of his game time out there. We saw it was the beginning of last season where we were playing him through the middle, and he was totally effective. No, um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying this has happened just now, just this season. I mean that this has been an evolution of him from from he signed for us because Romy was very much a wide player, and most of his goals would have come from, you know, breakaways or 
he would have been popping up at the back post. The number of times he popped up at the back post and bundled one over the line for Roma was smashed insane. in rebounds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But what he's doing now is he is taking up positions that are predominantly central and predominantly in the middle of the penalty area. And he is sniffing out goals. And his movement in there is so, so good. And that's why he gets so many chances at the minute. The majority of things that he tries to take on are the th- things that only an elite player can. You know, that that curling ball in, in from the, you know, the signature Mo Salah. You know, like, remember what he did against Roma? Like, that was just... Yes, they are it any and, and, and the problem is, that either comes off spectacularly well or it doesn't. But what he's trying is, it, it's most players wouldn't dream of trying. And that's why I think, you know, we can sometimes get confused. Oh, he's missed again, he's missed again. But the, the, the level of what he's trying to pull off at times is, is, is astounding. Well, that's it. Even that finish that he that you mentioned there, Dave Dunning, the, the, the one that he, he misses all the time, the one that he always scuffs, it's really hard. <laughs> he's like, he tries to... Yeah, try and... and- He's trying to cut across the ball to send it in an unnatural direction whilst looking the other way and giving the keeper the eyes and do it first time, do everything first time and a moving target. So it's really fucking hard. And at that point, I mean, I was screaming at him, why have you not just fucking put that right back across and buried it? Um, But it is what it is. Then he, he has another couple of chances, doesn't do so well. There's the one that... Doesn't go, he doesn't get the touch right? Where's Divock when you need him? Where he doesn't get hmm. the touch right and go around the keeper? And then, of course, second half, he does get the touch right, he does go around the keeper, and what a fucking finish. It's, it's the hardest it's, chance of the lot. Did you, did you guys not feel it was sort of sort of like exhibition football for the last 25 minutes because absolutely you know, it was we, we had the game totally in the bag and you know they were missing those chances him and Manny were, and even Firmino was missing chances and they were, they were pissing themselves laughing it was like an exhibition game yeah it was but let's but really let's missed. let's spend let's let's spend some time on the goal because the goal is fucking incredible like I literally I literally just went how the fuck has he done that you just kind of knew, though. You just kind of knew there was something about it. You, you could almost see it happening just a split second before it happened, or you knew that he was just going to get it just right. There was something about it, I, and 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 it's it's weird because, like we've said, he, he wasn't on fire in front of goal. He he wasn't in, even on form in front of goal. Quite the opposite. But he just knows. He knows. He knows exactly what he's going to do. As soon as that ball's coming, he knows exactly what he's going to do. And he just executed perfectly. Do you know what I mean? It's one of them where he goes, if I just do this and this, I'm going to score. And he does it. And it's perfect. And this is the goal scorer in him. You know, the sensible thing to do there is to take a touch and get your head up because you're crossing the ball into the box to somebody when there's no goalkeeper in the net. But he decides, no, I'm going to score the goal and I'm going to take this shot on with my weak foot on the run from a ridiculous angle. And the only way I'm going to be able to do it is to kind of bend it away from goal. So I've literally got the eye of a needle to put this ball through. Mm-hmm. But I'll just do it because I want to score the goal. And, and where it goes in as well. like It's, only place, it's, the, it's, literally, the, it's literally the only place it can go in. Yep, absolutely. It's the only... It's the, I mean, you, you, if you see it from Salah's angle, 
he's looking at about a very, very small square in net that he can hit. Yeah, but it, see what he's looking at? It's actually half that because of the way he has to hit the ball. Yeah, because curling away. Exactly. You know, it's, it's in, just a, a fabulous goal. A fabulous, fabulous goal. Absolutely incredible. So, Dave, where do we go now? You know, it's 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 into the knockout. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll, sit, we'll hang fire until February. Where we'll go now is, well, we'll go to we'll play Watford. Then we'll let the kids play the cup and we'll go to Qatar. We'll come back world champions. We'll knock a shit out of Brendan. That, that's that, that's it, Dave. That's where we go from here. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good plan, but we'll do it gradually um, because I want to enjoy those moments thoroughly. Um, so, potential draws in the next round. Avalanta, Leon, Dortmund, Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid. That's what first place gets you in the Champions League these days. I, I would like to exercise the Atletico Madrid ghost. You know, the myth that we shouldn't ever play them. I think we'd do them. Uh, I think this to be honest, would. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm like Real Madrid, no problem. Like, there's no. Do we really. I'd prefer something hard, to be honest with you, than, than something, you know, than a Leon or something like our Atlanta. I'd, I'd prefer our boys to have the challenge uh, because we rise to it. We're much better with that challenge. We're much more focused with that challenge. To me, you know, you get through this, the, the, the last 16, you go to the eight. It, it, the, the sharp end to, I would prefer to keep that intensity going quite frankly I prefer either of the Madrids um, as as my choice to be honest with you just to, to, to maintain and ensure that intensity is continual okay fair enough and, and we owe Madrid a big one yeah I, I get I get that see to be honest though I the next rounds are going to get a really good side so I would just rather just take a bit of a free hit-ish. I know there's no real free hits, but I'd rather take the likes of an Atalanta in this round and just be like, okay, let's just take a breath. Let's get through to this. Let's get through to the quarters. And then, you know, we're four games away from a final. Um, and I could really do without the circus that will happen if we play Dortmund. Can't be bothered with that. Worked out pretty well the last time, to be fair. I know it did, Dave, but it'll, it'll just I'm, be a I'm wearing a much better... I know... Uh, look, I hear you, and I know, I know the reasons you're talking about. But again, there's not an awful lot there to fear. By the looks of it, they're going to lose Sancho in, in January. Um, and, and, you know, that that's going to be a big loss. I wonder, will he be cup-tied, Dave? <laughs> the shush, Dave. Now, now, I, I'm, I'm firmly in the Mbappe camp, not in the, the Sancho, unless it's both of them. I'm not fussy. I'm not fussy, you know, mate. It would be nice. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of talk about Sancho, but of course, everyone's supposedly after him. So we'll see what happens there. But I agree with you, Dave, at least to the point of there's nothing really to fear. You, you look at us and, you know, you look at Real Madrid. I saw them play tonight a little bit. I was watching the Champions League Gold Show playing Bruges and they've. You know, they've won 2-1, no, no great shakes. They drew 2-2 with Bruges in their first game at home. Again, no great shakes. They got battered by PSG, 3-0. Um, I think we'd absolutely destroy Real Madrid. They're a red flag to a bull for us as well, because yeah, we own I think we'd absolutely murder them. And it would be great to have Real Madrid. Atletico, uh, I sort of agree as well that um, we would take them this year. They're, they're struggling big time. 
They've scored what seventeen goals in sixteen games, something like that. And um, yeah, they've been absolutely awful. Um, not even in the European places, I don't think. Certainly not the Champions League places. In, no. At the moment, so I think they're maybe six at the moment, and you know they they can't they don't they don't have they don't have goals they've got no goals. Diego Costa has been an absolute disaster since he's gone back there. He can't stay fit. He's just can't and, stay fit, and he can't hit a cow's arse with a banjo. Eh? No, you know one on the rare occasion that is on the pitch, and and the fucking poor lad Morata just seems to be consistently and forever bereft of any sort of confidence in front of goal. Yeah, he scored tonight and then had it ruled out because he was uh, half a well half a fucking foot offside. <laughs> Unlucky, no luck, Chuck. But yeah, so I mean, traditionally you would not want either of those two, but I I would be happy enough to, to get either of them. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I I wouldn't mind Atalanta. I, I think Morata missed the penalty tonight as well. Actually, did he? I think so. I. Was that three pens they had then? Because they definitely they, they had three penalties and missed two. Trippier missed one, and Trippier uh, missed the first one. Yeah, and then Murata missed one after they were one nil up. <laughs> Whatever happened to the guy, Joe Felix? He was meant to be the he next. Scored, he, he scored. He scored the other penalty. He scored the other pen. <laughs> right. and he's been, been class for them, I think. But he's he's a seventeen year old, isn't he? And they lost. I mean, it's it's a difficult one for them because they've they've always been great at being really, really tight at the back and then getting by by just scoring a couple of goals and you wouldn't they wouldn't concede. And they've kind of lost both. They're not quite as solid at the back and they're not as ruthless up front. They don't have a Griezmann or whatever to, to score the, the, the chances when, when they present themselves. So it's a little bit of a yeah, kind of coming apart at both ends slightly. I mean they're still good, but they're they're not as good in either department. Just, just a devil's advocate on it, you know. Like, if if you if, if you look at the draw and you're and not, you know, and you're not Liverpool and you, Liverpool's one of the teams that you could face, you could you could put an argument maybe of you know, we we were hardly sensational in qualification the last two seasons, but maybe those teams will improve by February as well. You know, like see your two Madrids and so on. Maybe that you'll see an improvement in them. Um, you know, they're, they're finished. They're, they're finished product for the season, sort of thing. Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. We are the one team that all of those five teams don't want to draw. Yeah, they'd all. Oh. They'd rather have a Madrid derby actually than have to play us. So that's yeah. I mean, but, that's but what I'm saying is that you know we we've we've been in false form. We, you know we know what it is and whatnot. But if you don't follow our league and whatnot. You know, and you only watch Liverpool. It, it, we've been in exactly, we've been in exactly the form that we've needed to be at. Yes, that, that's the thing. It's been needed, but you just got a feeling from here on in, Christmas coming, that we're cutting loose, and the different animal comes out. The the ruthless, the real, real ruthless machine comes out. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think you're absolutely right, and and I know what you're saying. You could look at our uh, group results and and get a false impression of of how we are. It's totally um, underwhelming, Neil. <laughs> absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I think every club knows the kind of beast we are. And um, they just look at the, the knockout stages from the last two seasons if they want uh, any any further evidence of it. So uh, I don't think there'll be too too many that will be taking us lightly. Um, yeah, but as, as to who you want, bring on any of them, really. Um, yeah, I know what you mean about Dortmund. Couldn't really be bothered with them. Um, to be honest, I quite like Atalanta. Why not? I mean, they're pretty shit. Shocking. I would too. 
Yeah, they're pretty shocking at home. Their away form's good, but let's face it, they're not coming to Anfield and winning. So that would be nice. Yeah, my thoughts exactly on that. All right, we're going to win this, aren't we? Fucking right, the double is on. Uh, I'd be disappointed if we don't. <laughs> Put it like that. That's our expectation. That's how how things have changed. I would be disappointed that's, if but we that, don't win that's the, the expectations. That's the expectations that this team have have caused. This you is the expectations it? that this team has created for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, but they revel in it. They love it. No, but I mean, yep. they have they have purposely created this for themselves. They've made yeah. this for they've made this themselves because they wanted it, not because it's been thrust upon them. And that's why they work. That's why they they are able to function so well under the pressure, because it's their own pressure. It's nobody else's. Absolutely. I mean, it's the pressure of being the best, isn't it? So. So long may it continue. And you, you, you signed big players and all, Dave. I linked a massive player of the day. <laughs> oh yes, Jaden Sancho, Dave. No, 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 no. Jaden Sancho is useful. I, I would actually welcome him at the club. Um, okay. So rather, we've been uh, there was a rather unwelcome addition appeared on Twitter the day, and and you know it has me heading towards the cupboard for the razor blades. So, Dave. Let's let's let let's let you get on your soapbox about Liverpool potentially signing Neymar and how bad an idea that would be. Put it like this: I I, I love FSG. They're the nicest people. I've I've always give them time, give them pace. They frustrated me at times, but I've always stuck by them. But this, if Neymar signs for Liverpool, like I'm FSG out. Why would you? This be a no, bridge too one, far, Dave. There's a bridge. No, no, number one, it's complete bollocks. What would Klopp spend three years building this, what we're talking about, this machine, ruthless machine, to destroy it with that? There's not a chance in hell. Um, I don't know where these newspapers are coming up. Like, if you could pick any, like, let's, let's be honest. How many players do we have better than him at the moment? I have maybe five or six. Wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, I, I, I could place four or five of our players. There were seven of our players in the Ballon d'Or. He wasn't. Um, an exorbitant amount of money. Sh- and, and hypothetically, should it ever happen? The, the amount of money could be spent so much better off by the guy standing beside him in Mbappe or Sancho. Um, it makes abs. I don't know where this has come from because it makes absolutely zero logic. As I say, it would destroy everything that we have waited basically 30 years to create. Could be done away with one signing, one stroke of a pen. No, thank you. Not not this day or any day it ends and why. No, bottom line is he, he doesn't fit the personality profile and we would doesn't not sign him. All. Doesn't fit the personality profile. Doesn't fit the, the, the wage structure. Doesn't fit the payment structure. Doesn't fit anything. It, wouldn't make sense and it would make Liverpool into a circus and it's the last thing the club would want so I can't see any legs in it at all and I'm pretty glad yeah if he was just the best to player see it out the there world. guys you know like I'm surprised that somebody's put that out because like, Why? honestly like you Why? don't need to be a brain surgeon to, to understand that it is the last player on this earth would be signing well they put it out there the- for a simple reason Neymar plus Liverpool equals clicks that's it <laughs> so even even if you want to just read it for the bullshit factor, you, you're probably going to click on it because yeah, that's that's it's an interesting. They're, they're big names. Obviously, Liverpool gets more clicks than any other team, and Neymar 
you know, probably the most clicked player in the world. But not for football things. Them together. <laughs> and there you go. But, but we've no link to partying. <laughs> not anymore. No. The, day, the Spice the day, Boys are over. The days Although of the Neymar looked great in the white, the white suit, suits are gone, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we can bring the white suit back for Neymar. Oh, dear. Right, well, on that note, um, I think I think we'll leave you for tonight. Um, we're going to smash Watford, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. Um, Comfortably. Potential potential new manager bounce or whatever, but I can't say it. Pearson's the last time he was managing, I think he had Leicester in the relegation zone, didn't he? So, um, not too scared of that. The best they can hope for is to come to Liverpool and absolutely shut up shop and hope to get a nil-nil. I can't see them being able to do that with the quality of player that they have available and the relentless nature of the Reds at the moment. So, I'd imagine a comfortable victory and hopefully another clean sheet. Yeah. Dave? I'm going 3-0. Very comfortable and another clean sheet. Um, I think... Mo Salah hat-trick? Uh, maybe a Manny hat-trick for me. Okay. Like, that boy's hungry. Chief? Scoreline? Why not? I'd go for 4-0. Oh, I'm going to go for 5. I'm going for 5. <laughs> I think this is it. I, I, have, I, have, I have to have the courage of my convictions. I said, like, before the Palace game. I think it was before the or before the Brighton game that we were going to go and start smash teams, and you know we we smashed Everton, and I'm going to say that three 0 is a smashing at Bournemouth because it feeds into my narrative, and we're going to smash seasons as well. So until then, lads, thanks very much for joining me. Anytime, pleasure as always. Up the Reds. 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 Up the Re